Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 275 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Tish Times. Tish lives in Phoenix, Arizona, and she owns a nationwide sales agency. Welcome, Tish. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Jen. Thank you. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. I was just We were just chatting before we started recording, and I was trying to figure out how long I had known you, but it was back in the Facebook groups days. So I've known who you were since 2018, and I was like, didn't I already talk to Tish at some point along the way? And the answer is no, but here we are now, and better late than never, right? Yes, I'm so so glad. This is the perfect time, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I, it always is. Things always work out in the perfect timing, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> that's what I that's what I think. So you know I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, I wish I could just say it was I wanted to lose weight or you know, I found something. <laughs> I was actually pretty sick. I struggled with diverticulitis for many years. I didn't know that's what it was for a long time, but really like in and out of the hospital, having flare up after flare up. And somebody, I had shared something on Facebook about having just gotten out of the hospital and somebody private messaged me and says, hey, have you ever thought about fasting? And at that point, I was willing to try pretty much anything. You had a lot of pain, right? A lot of pain. It was really disrupting my life. And um, I was just looking for a solution. So that's when she directed me to Dr. Fung and Dr. Berg. And somewhere along the way, I started listening to these other videos and reading books. And I found a podcast where the book Unbelievable Freedom by Smith was recommended. I read that book. And then she referenced the Facebook group. And I got into the Facebook group that you had back in 2018, before that for sure. But I found it in 2018. Then, of course, I read Delay, Don't Deny, which was for me was a life-changing book. It was a life-changing book for me. And I had been fasting, obviously, but I hadn't been clean fasting. And it was really, you know, just one of those things that kind of shifted my entire thought process around it. So back in 2018, I kind of found my way. I love that. So it was it was for diverticulitis. What what are the symptoms of diverticulitis? I think it's interesting that you were having flares and they didn't know what it was for a yeah. while. Well, I, you know, I've been di- diagnosed with gastritis and GERD and all these various underlying symptoms that come along with it. But it wasn't until I was having tremendous lower left region pain. My husband was supposed to, he had planned this amazing Valentine's Day. We're supposed to spend the whole day doing things. And he was going to take me to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're going to go all these different places in between. And it was that 2018, that Valentine's Day, I was like, you know, why don't we just wait till lunch? And I was trying not to cancel the whole date because he had planned it. But what happened was throughout that day, it just got progressively worse. It had been getting, of course, I'd been having pain, but that was the worst flare I'd ever had, not knowing that's what it was and ended up in the ER. That's when I had the diagnosis, but it's tremendous pain. It it could be pain in your back. It could be pain in your Mm -hmm. lower region. I would get to the point where the infections would get so bad, I would be vomiting. I mean, it was, it was not fun at all. Uh, That doesn't sound like any fun. So that's what brought you to intermittent fasting. And when you started, did you find relief right away from the diverticulitis? So believe it or not, I did. And what what I think probably happened, I was starting to lose weight. I was Mm -hmm. really cleaning up the way that I was eating in addition to fasting. And so, yes, I did find pretty immediate relief. And for probably a good year, I was doing really well. I didn't have an episode for quite some time. But diverticulitis is not necessarily, people think it's only diet, but there's other things that can contribute to it. So eventually, of course, I did have another flare, but I had a good year where I was doing really, really well. So what what causes it? Do they know? Is it just the way your colon is formed? I'm yeah, to- I mean, some of it is is definitely lifestyle related. So if you're overweight, it can contribute to it. Some of it is genetic. There are, you know, stress things that cause some of those flares, but no one can actually say this is it. People used okay. to eat nuts and seeds and all that, but they've done studies to realize that's not necessarily the case. Because that's what I heard. I heard it had yeah. to do with little nuts and seeds and things that get trapped in the wall. And yeah, that's been proven not to be the okay. case. Not at all. Yeah. it's There's times where I was eating so perfect, Jen. I was sleeping great and eating great and all was well and I'd still have a flare. So it's not okay. necessarily that. 
I wonder if it has to do with like the inhabitants of your gut microbiome. Oh, so for sure. So when I started really focusing on gut health, and I still focus very heavily on gut health, it did make a huge difference for me. Um, Unfortunately, mine just was so far advanced. By the time I started making those changes, you know, I eventually just this year actually ended up having the surgical process to have the colon, the portion that was continuing to get infected removed. I didn't want to do it, but I ended up doing it to basically save my life. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. But I think when someone finds it early enough and they really do focus on gut microbiome, they probably can have a better result. Of course, it was so far gone by the time I realized. Because you didn't even know you had it for a while. I could see how if you had it for a long time, you didn't know what it was and it kept getting worse. It kind of like erodes at the lining of your gut in a way, right? And it does so much damage. By the time I had the surgery, the surgeon comes out and tells my husband, oh God, I'm so glad we did that. It was it was really bad. He said that wow. my, my bladder and my colon were so close to being fused. Oh my gosh. It, you know what I mean? It keeps eroding and it's kind of pushing it back. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very, very dangerous if someone doesn't take care of it, but I'm so glad <laughs> that I found <laughs> something that helped. And even now, you know, my fasting is really focused on gut health and, you know, continuing to rebuild clean cells and all of those types of things. And I know that it makes a big difference for me now, even on the other side of it. Oh gosh, I can just imagine. Well, let, let's back up. When you first started in 2018, you you said you did lose weight. You didn't start oh, yeah. to lose weight. Did you, how much did you need to lose? What was you that know, about? I, and you know, I, I did know I needed to lose weight. I okay. just think that, you know, the primary reason was for, for health. So I initially lost 55 pounds over the course of that first year between about February and December of 2018. Like many other people that I've heard on the podcast, 2020 kind of caught us. (laughs) (laughs) And I gained about 20 pounds back. And of that 20, I've lost 14 since I- 2020-20, we should call it, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But now that I've been back on track, though, I've been definitely losing. I'm seeing that my waist size has gone down tremendously, feeling so much better. But yeah, yeah, about 55 pounds. Now I'm sitting at about 43 pounds lost. Well, I know that feels really good. So when you st- when you started back early in the day, what was your fasting approach at that time? Were you a one meal a day kind of a person? What did you do? Not at first. I think I started at, like most people, at the 16-8. Okay. And then the more I read, you know, reading the obesity code and reading Delay, Don't Deny, and Understanding that I probably could have more success or for me personally have mm-hmm. more success with a different approach. I did go to, I was about 24 for a long time. And then I got to OMAD and I did OMAD probably the majority of that first year. Yeah. That, that's, I, I somehow remembered that in the back of my mind. Yeah. And, and there are just certain members that I remember yeah. from back then. You know, <laughs> we had a lot of members. We had like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of members in those groups, but I remember you. We were still kind of small in 2018, though. We didn't like blow up, I guess, till 2020. So one meal a day, 24, about a four-hour eating window. That's a really good sweet spot for me. Even now, yeah, I tend it, to... It gets me back to... I'm back to that now as well, pretty much. I, like, I don't count my, my time, but sometimes, just out of curiosity, I'll finish eating and then I'll be like, all right, let me count. And I'm like, oop, five hours. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just right on the dot. Yeah. Anyway, my body just seems to like it. So when you were losing weight, you lost 55 pounds, you said from really fe- like in the first year, February to December. So it came off pretty fast. Yeah, I think I was just so sick that my body was like, woo, we got something that's healing. <laughs> we can actually release these pounds now. But yeah, it was definitely really fast for me that first year. But 
you know, until I really found you, I wasn't clean fasting and right. I, I stalled. Um, I stalled for quite some time and I didn't start really picking up again until I understood what it mean, meant to really clean fast. Yeah, that makes such a difference. And I am so grateful for the obesity code and having yeah. read that because, you know, you've heard me tell this before, but I was not fast and clean because we had not invented those words yet, but yeah. we didn't understand all the benefits of the clean fast. We didn't understand about insulin. We didn't know about the cephalic phase insulin response. I didn't know any of that till I read the obesity code. And, you know, I had lost 75 pounds through intermittent fasting, but I wasn't fasting clean. And the weight was slowly coming back on. Yeah. You know, despite the fact that I had not stopped fasting, then I read the obesity code, started what I now call the clean fast, black coffee, plain water, no flavors, no more gum, no more sneaky lattes, whatever. And at that point, fasting got easy. I lost the eight pounds I'd regained and I have been maintaining ever since. So I, I like to wonder what would have happened if I hadn't found the clean fast. You know, would I have just regained all the weight and that would have been it? Yeah. So much for the initial success. But thank goodness we know about the clean fast. Yeah, I would dare say yes, because that's what I did. You know, in mm -hmm. 2020, it's like, oh, I'll just chew some gum. It's no big deal. You know, instead of having my clean, you know, plain Topo Chico, I'll do the lemon lime. You know, ah. Little things. I never went back to like eating a bunch of food or eating all day, but it was just the little things that I allowed back in that I started to see the gain come back. That is so interesting. So you you were fast and clean. You kind of backslid a little bit from yeah. the clean fast and it did not work out very well for your body. Right, for sure. And I mean, I know that each person is very different. Yep. For my body, a low carb diet works wonders for me. I know that's not your that's not your jam, but I know <laughs> I'm pretty high carb these days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but for my body, I do well really well on the low carb diet. So I started to again, I was still fasting, but I was increasing my carbs. I was increasing yeah. my gums and flavors and adding more stuff to my coffee and all of those things. So it wasn't like I went completely off the rails, but it doesn't take you going, you know, completely off the rails. It just means your body doesn't respond as, as well if you're not clean fasting. Yeah, that's exactly right. That That's very interesting. So have you been low carb the whole time or when did you start realizing that that worked well for you? So that's what I did initially. It okay. Well, you read Fung first. Yes, exactly. So that, I, a lot of people who came into intermittent fasting through the, the Fung world, Jason yeah. Fung, yeah. They, they come in through that low carb side of things. So that's yeah. how you started. Yeah, that's how I started. And, and to be honest with you, I felt like, you know what, I had lost a lot of weight. I was doing really well. I could probably reincorporate you know, my French fries and all the, the rice and all the things that I, I do love, you know, from a taste perspective, but it just doesn't work for my body. You know, looking at when I do tests, I, I utilize the, I forget the name of it, the lumen. When I'm doing the utilizing it, I can see the difference between when I don't eat low carb and when I do. And it, of course, shows up in my body, shows up in my inflammation. I say my, my best way for me to determine if I'm inflamed is my rings. My rings are always really loose. And if I eat certain things, they're like really stuck. So I was, I'm very aware that it just works better for me to mm -hmm. be more low carb. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's really important. You know, I'm a big fan of, of everyone figuring out what works best for them. And we all know, we all know what works best for us. 
after a while. You know, when we, we can think back to what we've done in our past, what worked, what didn't. And it's funny how many times I tried low carb, fully believing it was going to work this time and it never did work any time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but this time I'm going to do it right or better or whatever. And it never did work for me. And and I knew that. Now I understand a lot more of why. You know, I'm, I'm practically whole food plant-based now. I mean, not 100%, but that my body feels great yeah. with this. And and I just can trust myself to know it. Just like you can trust that you, rice is not working well for your body. Yeah. Or, I mean, the I potatoes. Full-on gluten sensitivity. Do you? Grain, grain sensitivity. So it just makes sense for me. It wasn't even a matter of me saying, I'm going to do this because it's going to help me lose weight better. Right. I, was, I just don't feel good. Yep. When I'm eating certain foods. So it's like, you know what? Let's stop kicking against the probe and just get it to what works for your body. So it worked best for me. That really is powerful. And and knowing like you're not eating low carb because it will make you lose more weight. Yeah. You're eating low carb because it's how you feel the best. For and sure. that's, that's really part of the process of intermittent fasting. You know, a lot of people, this is coming out right after the, the beginning of the new year. So we'll have a lot of new fasters tuning mm-hmm. in. And, you know, a lot of us, have, have been on that diet roller coaster for a long time and say so we're excited about a way of eating where we can eat, you know, whatever we want to eat. Yes. But over time, we realize what we want to eat might change. For sure. For now, sure. Do, you, do you have a long diet history? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> when did you do your first diet? <laughs> so I was an athlete in school. I was okay. really lean until probably my early 30s. But I did Weight Watchers. I did Weight Watchers with my sister probably in my 20s. I didn't need it as much then. I thought I did. But I, looking back, I'm like, I did not need that then. But <laughs> I did Weight Watchers. I've done Isogenics. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, here's a funny story. They tried to like sponsor my podcast or something. They, they tried to – they sent me an email. They're like, we think – I'm like, no, no, no. Or I have an ad. I can't remember. Yeah. But. Yeah, they're, they're local. They're here in Phoenix. So we have Are a lot they? of isogenic uh, people here. So I'm I like, just got an email from I can't I don't know who it was from, but it was from somebody and they talked about isogenics and they'd like to work with me. And I'm like, absolutely not. No, that's not gonna happen. But I tried that. You know, I uh, anyway, bless. I yeah. tried it. Yeah, I did the, I did it for a while. It never actually worked for me though. It wasn't. No, me neither. I had a friend who was selling it and she talked me into it and mm-hmm. then I tried it and I'm like, Well, this is gonna work, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's funny is they have those cleanse days. Mm-hmm. And you're drinking this <laughs> liquidy, th- it's pink or something, and it tastes really gross. And you're just cleansing the whole day. And you have these little wafers you wafers, could eat. Little chalky wafers, yeah. And yeah. I would like stick to it. And if only I'd have just known that if I just fasted clean, it would have been a lot better than putting in the liquid and the wafer. Bless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, want it, we want it to be complicated and expensive, right? Exactly. For sure. <laughs> Sure. Fasting is free. You don't need to buy anything. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress 
vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. So I did that. I did Herbalife. Uh-huh. Uh, I never did that one, but I have had friends who did it. Yeah, there. I mean, there's probably way more. I did pretty much anything that looked like it was going to work. I've tried it. Um, lots of the shakes. And then, of course, I, you know, when I go to the gym, you have a trainer who has you on all these protein shakes and stuff. Now, mind you, I also have a casein the, um, allergy, too. Not oh, gosh. Me. You My have allergy. a very special gut. No yeah. gluten, no casein. Oh, yeah. I would do the protein shakes and I'd be sick and I uh. didn't know why. So, yeah, and none of this actually worked for me. Fasting was the best thing I've ever found, for sure. <laughs> I'm so glad. I could say the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So for anybody who's listening and you're trying to figure out, maybe you don't know what foods work for you, just start with fasting and eating the way you're eating right now. Mm-hmm. And over time, you'll figure out what works and what doesn't. And sometimes you might be a little mad at yourself, like me and wine. Like I'm still, <laughs> still grumpy about that. Wine does not work well for me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, even for me, like the keto snacks that are so easy to find at Costco, or whatever, they don't work for me. They make me bloated or they mess up my stomach. So it's like, yeah, I love them. Can't have them. I'm over it. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> well, I, I think that's true for no matter what style you're eating. It's when we start putting in those ultra processed snack versions of it. Yeah. That it's not, it, that's not really what they intended. You know, I think back to the low fat days of the early 90s and I interpreted the only part I got out of it was don't eat fat. So I'm eating like SpaghettiOs, fat free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not what the low fat people meant for you to eat. They wanted you to eat whole foods that were low in fat. And the keto does not want you to eat, you know, keto junkie foods. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I made all of those same mistakes I did. Oh, I'm thinking about the snack wells and the weird butter that's not really butter. You know, I did all of those things as well, thinking. I think that all of us, we had our minds were in the right place, our hearts were in the right place. We really just wanted to get results. But the the industry was completely working against us. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. The industry does work against us, and fasting is no different because right now there are companies that are 
trying to capitalize on the popularity of intermittent fasting, like for example, Slim Fast right yeah. now. We remember Slim Fast. We're the same yeah. age. We remember yeah. Slim Fast from when we were teenagers. That was like one of the few options, right? You drink the little cans of Slim Fast. But now I guess they're like, hey, we're halfway there. Fasting is popular. We've got fast in our name. We're going to sell food for people to have after they fast. Yeah. So have you weird. seen that commercial? Yeah, I've seen all of that. And it's like, uh, you know. You do not want to have slim fast after your fast, everybody. Eat yeah, real food. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, there are no bars you can eat during your fast. <laughs> yeah. Just fast. Now, did you ever have success on the low fat diets of the early nineties? No, not at all. I think the most success I ever had, I mean, I was working out like a crazy woman yeah, and doing the shakes, getting sick still, but thinking I had to push through it because it was just part of the process. And I lost weight then. But the moment I slowed down on my workouts and came off of those shakes, I was right back. The reason I asked is just because you your body does great with keto. And for me, my body does better on a more whole foods, plant-based kind of way of eating. But the low-fat diets, even with the junky foods, worked really well for my body back then in the early 90s. It did work for me. Of course, I was eating the, the garbage food. So I, mean, I wasn't nourishing my body. But I'm not surprised to hear that the low-fat diets did not work for you. There's that bio-individuality again. And that's why you know people who are listening right now that have a complicated diet history, what did work for you, you can incorporate a whole foods version of that with intermittent fasting and probably be in, in your best health ever. For sure. Absolutely. And it's like so I wouldn't need some gettios, but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's amazing how much better I felt just eating whole foods. And I I mean I love cooking, so I mean I, I cook a lot more now and make things that my whole family well my whole family is just me and my husband now, but <laughs> but we enjoy it and it does so much better for us than all the crap we were trying to eat before. Yeah, it makes such a difference. Have have you turned into a total food snob when it comes to going oh, out to sure. eat? For sure. Matter of fact, I went to a networking event yesterday and I already had planned to go out to lunch after the event because I was like, what they're going to serve is not going to be window worthy. But it actually was pretty good. They, they had some good stuff there. So we were I was able to eat, but I'm just not interested in food. It's not window worthy. It doesn't look good for my for my it's not going to make me feel good. And I'm uh -huh. big right now on not eating weird, gunky oils and things. So if I know something is cooked in some weird oils, I'm going to pass on it and just wait till I get home. Well, see, that was a beautiful example of the flexibility that intermittent fasting brings to us because you in your mind thought before you went, the food is probably not going to be window worthy, so I probably won't eat. So then you got there and you looked around and you're like, oh, this does appear to be window worthy. I am going to eat. Yeah, for sure. And, and you just adjusted your window for the day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I you love shifted being able it. to do that. Are you somebody who tracks the fast or the window? I track the fast only because the app that I use, and I do use an app, um, that's what it does. To be honest with you, I was looking for one that fast that, that tracked the window. I just haven't found one yet. I feel like I might should develop one because I, know. <laughs> I told Cal the last time I saw him, you know, Cal made that app for me in, gosh, when was it? 2016, right, the, the right. window app. Mm -hmm. And it's still mentioned in Delayed On Tonight because when I wrote Delayed On Tonight, of course, yeah, Cal. That's where I found it. I still yep. use it for that reason. <laughs> Cal, Cal developed it, but then he sold it in 2019 and they changed it up and now it feels a little diety and it's, I think it's really expensive and they're making you track your water. I don't even know. 
but I haven't, I haven't used it since Cal sold it. But people are all the time asking, is there an app that helps you track your window, not the fast? And I'm like, well, there was. And <laughs> when Cal was here and um, they came over Labor Day to visit, I was like, I wish you hadn't sold it or maybe I should have bought it from you. Yeah. It never crossed my mind. I, would, I wish I owned it instead of him having sold it to a third party. Exactly. That's yeah. one of my big regrets along the way. I should have bought it from Cal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many people, I hear people pretty much weekly on the podcast asking about that. So it makes, right. makes it would have made sense. And hopefully somebody will do it some at some point. Well, you know, I might, I, I might should do it. I mean, I've got a lot of projects going on. The last thing I need to do is to develop an app, but I might could find somebody who could do that yeah. for me. And <laughs> I think it would be beneficial because I never really even thought about this till just right now, but so many people track their fast and not their window. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all the apps do. Exactly. exactly. I never, I never made that connection until right this minute. Because I always talk about my eating window. Like for me, I always have been as long as my eating window was five hours or less. You know, those are my roots. Doctor Burt Hearing in the Fast Five program, right? My roots were a five-hour eating window. You can shift it around. You don't have to worry about the fast. You just move the window. Yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely do that. Well, okay. I'll see if I can figure out a way to, <laughs> to design. I don't need it to be all super duper fancy. We just want to be able to look at the window. Yeah, yeah. If Cal Stevens could make it in 2016, then I know that I could find somebody who could make that. He was in college. He was yeah. young. <laughs> all right. So you you track your, your fast just because that's what the apps do then, basically. That's the only reason. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> okay. Now you recently went through some ADF, didn't you? Did you do I some did. experimenting with that? Tell me about that. When when did you do that? Why? Yeah, because again, I felt like I was not losing. I'd gotten to a point where I was kind of hovering mm-hmm. in an area for m- many months. and so I was, You were at a plateau. Yeah, just trying to get through it. So I did, and I, I still kind of play with it a little bit. When I did the down day with the 500 calorie I felt like I was able to stay more consistent with it. I felt like I was every, otherwise I'm like, oh, I'll just make it OMAD day. You know, I was feeling like I wasn't really doing the ADF as frequently otherwise. But right now I am pretty much doing one meal a day. Okay. That seems to be working for me pretty good. And I think that's probably where I'm going to hang out unless I, you know, if I feel like, okay, I'm not getting any progress. Because right now I am, I'm, I'm losing okay. again. And right now I feel like I still have about another 30 pounds I'd like to lose. So I'm, I'm like, okay, if this is going to work, I'm going to, I'm going to hang out here <laughs> until I have to make the change. Cause yep. like you, I actually like eating every day. I um, do. I like eating every day. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick out here for a little while. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And I really think uh, like a, a, how long did you do the alternate daily fasting? About three months. See, that's. I think that probably got things going. I really feel like I do think that that many of us we tend to get into kind of a rut with our daily eating window, just because we're creatures of habit and our our bodies love consistency and that you know homeostasis, big sciency word. Our bodies like to to keep things consistent, so we fall into a pattern of eating that works very well. Our bodies adapt, and that's when we plateau. And so it, when that happens with the daily eating window, tossing in a tool from the toolbox, that alternate daily fasting, were you doing strictly every other day? Were you doing three down days, two down days? How are you structuring your week? So 
I started off doing full alternate day fasting. Okay. Then I went to a four, three, and then okay. I went to a five, two, and I stayed okay. at five, two for a while. And to be honest with you, when I just had, you know, I think you remember I had a few upheavals in my, in my life. Yeah. And um, so that was kind of the reason I was like, you know what? I just can't do it right now. Family heartache and things like that going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that was probably the reason why I was just like, okay, instead of diving deep into emotional eating, I'm just going to switch back to OMAD. And again, okay. I felt like that the ADF and the 52543 might have been the kickstart, but I have been losing since then. I went on a cruise. I was able to maintain my eating windows and enjoying myself. I mean, I made them a little bit longer some days, but I came back with a point. I don't know what it was, but I lost weight on a cruise. So I was like, <laughs> I love okay, this. working then. <laughs> Let's talk about cruising then because sometimes people ask, you know, and, and they want to know how do I do this on vacation? How do I do this on a cruise? And and I think that that's something that is worth talking about. I know I've talked about it before, but it's been a while. But you know, how did you structure your day on the cruise? Then I'll share how I structured mine. Yeah, I just I just started my window a little bit later. I didn't do breakfast. Mm-hmm. We probably, we, my husband and I, we'd eat lunch and then I'd eat dinner and that was it. We had a couple of special events where we were out on, a, not an excursion, but, you know, maybe on land and we did something special, but we were on a five day. And so out of those five days, I had four days probably of where I had about a, still a five hour window and enjoyed myself. I didn't feel like I was missing a thing and had a ball and still lost weight. See, that's the way to do it. And and that's it. You didn't have to feel like you were missing out. You know, I think back to the cruise I went on right before I started intermittent fasting in 2014 when I was having a sit-down breakfast, lunch, and dinner and snacks in between. I felt so awful. Yeah. But when I've cruised since being an intermittent faster, just like you, I won't go eat the breakfast, have a nice lunch, and then a nice dinner, and then windows closed, and then... That's it. I also tend to eat more vegetarian on board a ship just because it's lighter feeling to me and and I don't feel as full. Right, right. I mean, and the, the thing that I found that if you ask for what you need, they're very accommodating. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I would sometimes see what they were offering at the, we went to the fancy dinners, whatever, and I would just ask them for something different and they would give it to me. So oh. many times I think we think, well, this is all I can, this is all that's available. It's like sometimes even in restaurants ask for what you need. And you'd be surprised how frequently people are willing to accommodate you. That's true. And, and the worst thing they can say is, I'm sorry, we can't. Yeah. And They're not going to be like, get off the boat. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Where did y'all go? I, I haven't cruised yeah. since 20. It's been since the, the last delayed on tonight cruise we did in 2019. And then we were supposed to do one in 2020. You know what happened? Yeah. And we were going to do one in 2021. And you know what happened? And so then I'm like, no more cruises because our poor travel planner she was amazing, but she did all that work basically for free. Yeah. Because she, 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 the cruise director or the cruise planner only gets paid once you cruise. So that was, I was like, I can't ask someone to plan another cruise ever again for that reason. <laughs> but where did y'all go? So we did a West Coast, you know, we're here in Phoenix and yep. my husband and I also pastor a church. So we only have so many days oh. that we could be completely out of pocket. So we did, um, we went to, to Long Beach. We uh-huh. flew to Long Beach. Then we cruised to Catalina Island, which is really right there. And then we went to Ensenada, Mexico, and then came back. So it was one of those shorter, you know, cruises. I've gone to Cozumel. I've gone to Cabo in the past, and those are great as well. But this one was more of a short, but wonderfully relaxing getaway. 
Well, five days is about as much as Chad Stevens can handle. <laughs> we, only, we did the one seven day. That was the one where even I got off the boat feeling miserable. That was when I was 210 pounds. But he was like, uh-uh, we are never doing that again. <laughs> five is like the most. It is, it's a great, it's a, l- a really great getaway. You don't feel he like likes a four. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm where I'm going. If I'm going somewhere really cool, I could, I could do the five, no problem. But yeah, seven might be a bit much. Well, I feel like I could do it, but the, the best time to go is to go with a bunch of friends. Have you cruised with a bunch of friends before? I have only cruised with business. So, you know, because of my profession, I speak a lot. So I was asked to do a speaking engagement on a cruise. I was able to go to, you know, with several business colleagues, but I've never gotten like my girlfriends together. And oh, you should do them. it. I'm looking forward to being able to do that. It is so much fun. I guess on a business cruise, you have to be like businessy you and have to like be on. Yeah, you can't let your hair down. Exactly, you're kind of like on the whole time. It's fun. I get it. That was the delight on tonight cruises. Yeah, they were exactly. very much like that. Yeah. I was like, I gotta be gin. Yes, all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I understand, but yeah, you've got to get a bunch of girlfriends together. Oh, I will, and go sure. on a cruise because that will. really is a lot of fun. And you know, assignment accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm I'm glad to hear it. So you're you're just rolling right along with your fasting lifestyle and feeling good, eating every day. But you've got that tool in your toolbox of ADF that could pop back up. If you plateau again, that's when I'd pull it out. And to be honest with you, every now and then I'll still do a meal as Monday. That kind of also helps me to kickstart something if I feel like I'm in a little bit of a rut. But otherwise, yeah, right now I'm kind of enjoying my routine. It's 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 working for me pretty well. I love that. So what is your time of day when you prefer to eat? So I am the rebel, if you will. I know you like the afternoon. Ah. I am a morning. And this is the thing. I love my coffee routine. And, yeah. you know, and I, and I can do black coffee. I do black coffee a lot now. But I like to wake up. I like to have my real coffee with all, not all the stuff. I get it. No, I get it. it. Yeah. So I have my breakfast and I have my lunch and then I close my window. I, look, I just recently on the podcast recorded like two episodes in a row with people with morning windows. Yeah, there's so, so few of us. <laughs> there are. There was somebody today in the community and she posted that she experimented with an after, like a midday window and she loved it. She's like, what's wrong with me? Why do I like it? I'm like, no, nothing's wrong with you. It's, okay. yeah. it's whatever works best for you. You will know. Mm-hmm. Like if you feel best with a morning window, you will know that after yeah. you have the morning window. I do not. Mm-hmm. But if you do, then go with it. It's not wrong. Right. It's right. Yeah. And I, I personally, my digestion is such a huge priority for me. And if I eat too late, I have a hard time with the digestion. And I'm like, that's a priority. Oh, I bet. Early windows for me gives my body plenty of time to, to get nice and empty and be, you know, fully digested by the time I get up, you know, go to bed and get up the next morning. So it's, it's so great. everybody who's listening, there is no universal best time for everybody. And I think that's such an important lesson because we want to just sometimes want to just have a plan. Yeah. Like, tell sure. me exactly what to do, Jen. Tell me exactly what to eat, when to eat it, and how much of it to eat, and what should my macros be. And like, Tish, you and I, we have... We're like night and day, literally. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> You're know. The, the morning eater with your keto. Oh, yeah. And I'm eating in the afternoon with my mostly whole food plant based. And yes. yeah. you wouldn't feel good if you ate like me. I would not. And I've tried. Trust yeah. me, I've tried. But mm-hmm. nope, I got to do what works for me. And everyone else has to do the same. Yeah. Like just today, someone said, what's the best thing to eat when I open my window? I'm like, nope. Whatever you want. <laughs> there is no <laughs> best. 
<laughs> not getting me on that one. Yeah. But people really, really want to know. Yeah, they do. And I get a lot of people who will like private message me on Facebook or, you know, what are you doing? Well, tell me exactly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you got to figure out. It has taken me years to get to where I'm like, this is my sweet spot. You know, I, I kind of knew low carb, but now I'm like, okay, these types of foods make me feel really good. And these types of food and this type of window helps my body to really respond the way that I'm preferring or wanting it to. So it took me a long time. I've tried it all too. So everyone has to kind of go on that journey for themselves. Well, you know, that's really powerful that you just said that. I mean, you've been on a five-year journey now at this point. I'm four years ahead of you. Oh my Lord, that's a long time. It is. And And you know what? It's so cool though. Because we literally can look at your life and see, okay, this really can work. We got to find uh-huh. our own way, but it absolutely can work. So I'm glad you're five, you know, four years ahead of me because I'm like, okay, I got some footsteps to follow in. I just have to create my own path as I'm walking. Right. Oh, I love that analogy. You, you're following the footsteps, but making your own path as you go. And I want this journey to really empower every person which is why we don't have diet plans and plans and structures and all of that, because you really get to design your own adventure. And an adventure it is. It absolutely well, it, is. Yeah. it really is. What's been the most surprising thing along the way? Goodness, I think, first of all, that I could do it. Because, so I remember when I was still working out, for instance, and I was eating all the time and all the things and everything, not knowing what worked best for my body. And I would work out in the morning before I would try to eat, you know, I would try to work out fasted. And I mean, I would get sick. I would get like nauseous, going to pass out the whole nine yards. So in my mind, that was telling me it's impossible. You can never fast. You're never going to be able to do this. And once I got myself into that routine of, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trust my body. I'm going to trust this process. I was really just surprised with the fact that I could do it. Yeah. And that now when people are like, oh my God, you haven't eaten yet and you're working out. And I'm like, yeah, I work out fast all the time. And if you'd asked me that five years ago, I'd have told you there's no way I could ever do it, but I can. So my body surprises me in many ways and things I never thought I could do. ADF, never thought I could do that. And I'm like, oh, I did that. And, and I can choose to do something different, but it's okay. I, I can do a lot of things that I thought were hard. Absolutely. And you know, People who are listening that might be new to intermittent fasting and struggling with exercising during the adjustment period, that's totally true. When your body is not fat adapted, your body doesn't know where to get fuel. So you might feel literally nauseous because your body is not fueled and your blood sugar is dropping too low and your body's like, help me. (laughs) And, And so if you're starting off and trying to also exercise... Be a little more gentle until your body's adapted to fasting because Tish is our example here of before you were fat adapted, you couldn't do it. And now you are fat adapted. Your body can switch fuel sources as needed. In a heartbeat. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Doesn't scare me. Doesn't bother me. I can do it all day. No problem. Yeah, me too. I can do anything in the fastest state that I need to do. So let's talk about your surgery real quick. And you were fasting prior to the surgery. And then how did you have to adapt your fasting through the healing process? You know, that's great because there were things that my doctors had me doing that really kind of would disrupt my fast. So I was taking some um, supplements that were flavored. I now know there's an unflavored version, by the way, but I didn't know that at the time. And I was taking these supplements. So I, I just had to be more flexible. I had to kind of say, okay, well, I'm going to eat between this time and this time and whatever supplements or medications, if possible, I'm going to take them in that window. 
I think the biggest thing was just number one, communicating with my doctors. So I think yes. one of the things that that really surprised me was that I hear people say, well, my doctor told me I couldn't do this. Or my doctor told me that. So I was really upfront and I told them, this is my lifestyle. It has worked for me. And I gave them, you know, kind of some background around why I do it. And believe it or not, they were like, okay, let's work around that. And I didn't have a lot of pushback from my doctors while I was in my healing. Matter of fact, my doctor told me he wanted to use me as a case study uh, because I healed really quickly. And I know it was because of the fasting. I'm I sure. do too. Yeah. The apology made all the difference in the world. And he was amazed when I went back and did my first post-op visit because he was like, oh my God, your, your, your um, scars already healed and you're moving around like you're feeling so much better. And then I was just like, yeah, I am. I'm feeling great. I was at that point losing again. Not that that was the, I think it was just that because I was, my body was working so yeah. hard for healing that it was burning a lot of calories. But yeah, they were, they were probably amazed at my progress. But when I communicated with them as to what I was doing and why I was doing it, they actually listened to me. I and love that. And, and that, that is huge because you're a confident person. You know, you know why you're fasting. You know what it's doing for your body. You know why it's important to, to continue with the lifestyle. So you're not going to be like, hey, doctor, what do you think? No, you're like, here is what I no. do. You, you're communicating with confidence. And so everyone yeah. who's listening, you can do that same thing. You can communicate with confidence because fasting is not new at this point. It's been in the New England Journal of Medicine. And if your doctor doesn't know anything about it, they need to go get educated, honestly. And even for my primary care, I literally said, okay, I'm going to find a doctor who supports fasting. And I searched out, you know, and I'm, I'm still looking for the one, but I have right. found a few that they support it, they understand it, they know, they know the science behind it. And I'm just at the point now where I'm not willing to put myself in the hands of someone who's not willing to support what I know is working for my body. Exactly. That, that says it very, very well. But communicating with your doctors is just really key. And I love that your doctor said that he wanted you to be a case study for yes. quick healing. <laughs> I bet that got their attention. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. 
and their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements, so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It definitely did, for sure. And I mean, I know when I go back, they'll probably want to, because they were asking about doing a video and everything. We haven't done it yet. I have been on their podcast, though. Oh, your doctor's podcast? Yeah, I've been on their podcast and they were like, okay, what did you do? Because this isn't the norm. What's their podcast it's about? Like just surgery? Who's their oh, audience? This is my um, gastroenterologist and okay. Dr. Liz Cruz is her name and it's called Digest This is the podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it was pretty cool. Digest This. All right. So they had you on there to talk about, did you talk about fasting then? Yes, I did. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. So you are somebody who puts it out there and tells people about fasting. I do. I definitely do. And again, be, those who've kind of watched my journey, again, I get a lot of private messages or people asking me, my husband for quite some time, you know, early on was fasting with me. He's just started again. And so after remember at 2020, we both gained. Yeah, I get it. Uh, so he's he's getting back into it. My girlfriend does it. I have several other friends and God, I don't know how many people have reached out and just asked me, what did you do? Or how are you doing this? And I've shared with them and shared your book on numerous occasions. I always send people your book when they ask me about fasting. Well, thank you. Because I really do believe that we owe it to people to tell them about it. Because all those years that I was desperate, I would have loved to hear a solution. Not that someone was trying to sell me shakes and potions. <laughs> Yeah, but something that would work. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I really wish I remembered the, the lady who reached out to me initially. I'm so grateful. I wish I could remember who it was because it's right. been a long time ago. And then when she said it, I was open, but I wasn't like, yes, this is the thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to take a look at this. If this is an option, I'll do it. But I'm grateful for that. I had never heard of intermittent fasting at that point in my life and never would have thought it as a solution for any type of healing or, you know, medical kind of thing. But for me personally, it has been absolutely life-changing. Oh, that makes me so happy. So is there anything that you struggle with? Ah, I think I still struggle sometimes with, so I grew up, you know, my mom is from Alabama and we grew up having dessert on the table daily. I get that. Yeah. That's the South, right? Is, is that just a Southern thing or is it everywhere? I think it's kind of a Southern thing personally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, we grew up, we'd eat dinner and then later we'd go back and have, you know, a big heavy dessert. And so sweets have always been kind of, you know, that heal. And not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not the best thing for my body. So right. I'm, I'm really, and I'm, I'm also noticing now that the way I am managing my fasting windows and my eating that I don't have the cravings I had before. So I'm not oh, that's feeling good. like I have to have something sweet all the time. But that would have been the biggest thing I've struggled with probably this entire time is wanting something sweet. And now I could whip up, you know, a low carb sweet thing in a heartbeat, but I'm trying to back off of that so that I'm not doing it all the time. I was finding that even the stevia was starting to slow down my progress. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm working through that, but that's been the biggest challenge I think I've had. Yeah, I, I think that you're not alone with that. We hear that a lot in the community. You see it, people that are struggling with sugar. 
like for you, it, right now it's not so much sugar. It's just the, the extra sweetness with the low-carb desserts. But sugar is just something that you know, people tend to battle with. And, you know, I've had my own struggles with it because it gives me restless legs. Yeah, yeah. Which you've heard me talk about before. Yeah, when I, when I find – I can immediately tell when I've – like in a restaurant where I'm like, oh, there was a lot of sugar in that because I'll get a headache. So I don't do sugar on purpose at all. But stevia is still, if I do too much of it, I still find that I have some challenges. Yeah. Chad gets ringing in his ears. Wow. Yeah, so we all have our weird little barometers yeah, of crazy. that food. didn't work. Something yeah. Something that we're but, supposed to be eating. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. So like th- that is the only reason that I don't mm-hmm. eat a lot of sugar is because of the way it makes me feel. And, you know, I'm sure that I, I guess that's something to be grateful for, right? Yeah, it's one of those things. Okay, that's a warning. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I'm glad I have that warning sign to tell yeah. me don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes a lot of sense. So you you mentioned that you had been an athlete. Are you still pretty active now? What do you do? You know, I'm not nearly as active as I used to be. To be honest with you, when I started having years ago, when I started having the gut challenges, it really slowed me down a lot. But I was, I played basketball, played volleyball. I love, like, kind of like Roxy, I love Zumba. And I, you know, I was a gym rat for a long time. I really wanted to professionally bodybuild, not bodybuild, but do fitness competitions. I would find that I would get into a great routine. And then when I'd have a flare up, I'd have to kind of sit back for a little while. And it just kind of got to the point where I haven't really, I've just recently gotten back to working out, you know, consistently again. I'm an athlete in my mind now. <laughs> I haven't been doing all the big things I used to do years ago, though. Well, I get it because it's it's hard to get into that routine. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. haven't been going to water aerobics. I stopped going after I went to Nashville because my shoulders, I had this weird thing with my shoulder. I think that happened when I moved something, I don't know, I pulled something out of whack. And then I was going to water aerobics for, I don't know, a couple months and I loved it. And But my shoulder was still bothering me. I started going to the chiropractor. And then I took some time off when I went to Nashville. Then my shoulder felt better. I'm like, uh, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I think I have been overworking that whatever is wrong with me. And so then I just haven't been back. So. I know. You know, and I, I'm just like wanting to find something. And I think Zumba is it for me because I, I love to dance. And it's a lot of fun. It doesn't feel like a workout, you know, for me. But I was always looking for something that I can do that didn't feel like I was going to hurt myself or, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into the gym. Now, I also moved into a not real remote, but a fairly remote area outskirts of Phoenix. And mm-hmm. so getting to the gym, it's it's not as quick and easy as it used to be. And I'm, make, I'm trying to make sure I don't make that an excuse not to go. Oh, I get it. I get it. And so now my excuse is, oh, it was my shoulder. Now my excuse is, yeah, but now it's cold in the morning. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't want to go get in a pool if yeah. it's cold in the morning. So maybe I'll be a seasonal water aerobic person. <laughs> like I'll do that in the summer and not in the yeah, winter. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't imagine getting out of a pool and it's winter time and going back home and being all wet. Yeah, we were just talking about that. I have a hot tub. And it's warm in the hot tub, but we're like, but we have to get out. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get out. <laughs> that's exactly right. Right now I'm enjoying walking on the beach. That's my that's great. That my be- thing. You can bundle up and put on, yeah. <laughs> put on your jacket and walk on the beach. And that's just the right kind of right enough exercise for me. I'll never be somebody who just sits all the time. That's no, no. not me. And I take it's probably not you either. No, not at all. Not, and to be honest with you, I get so much exercise probably right here in my house. I can't sit still. That's I'm what always, I would imagine. Yeah, always up doing something. But, but I think because I've always been an athlete, 
I love moving my body. I love being able to do something. I just want to do it differently than I did before. If I didn't have any knee issues, I probably would join like an intramural volleyball team or something. But my knees, all the years of basketball took a really big toll on my knees. So that's just not something I'll do right now. Yeah, I get it. Well, as we're getting older, I'm like, oh, my shoulder. (laughs) What was it? There was something I saw on Instagram. Oh, I don't know if I could remember it. It was like part of being this age is thinking, did, did I injure myself or am I just like this now? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it exactly right, yeah. but I started laughing really hard and I showed it to Chad and he didn't find it nearly as funny as I found it to be because he's, <laughs> he's not excited about getting older. Let's just put it that way. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I, I heard yesterday, you know, that 50 is like the new 30. So I'll That's take what it. I think. Take it all day, yeah. Right? <laughs> 50, is the, 50 is definitely the new 30. I'm feeling great. I am and too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My shoulder is a little weird. All right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, life is good at this age. I'm, I'm good with it for sure. <laughs> well, I think we're going to age really well. You know, we've got the tools and we've watched members of our family who have, have struggled with their health. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And that's for me is like, I'm trying to get as many people as I can on the bandwagon because Especially, as you know, you know, my, I have a brother that just passed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I say it broke my heart, because I know, at least I believe, I guess I'll say, I believe that fasting could have made, made a big a difference. difference I believe, I believe it probably could have too. And it is really heartbreaking to know, I've got family members that, that struggle with diabetes right this minute. And I know could, this could help and, and won't do it. And I'm like, I'm Jen Stevens. Try this. I know it could help you. And it's it's heartbreaking to know. And I'm I'm so sorry about your brother. People have to be ready themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, and there's change other, is not easy. Yeah. There's a lot of other family members and friends that I'm like, let's let's do this. You know, life is not forever, but we can really maximize the time that we have if we'll make some of the changes. And that for me, you know, I have grandbabies now. Oh. And they are one of my biggest inspirations. I mean, they don't, they don't, when I, they say, let's go outside and play, they're not, they don't want to hear, oh, you know, too tired or I'm, I don't feel good. So I really am very, very motivated by playing with my grandbabies. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I can't wait one day. One they're day. The best. They are the best. <laughs> How old are your grandbabies? Nine and four. And oh, my I'm, gosh. Yeah, amazing. So much fun. Uh, that nine year old girl or boy? Girl, and I only, oh. you know, I have all boys. Oh. I birth boys, which I love. Love my yeah. boys. Me too, and girl. my two boys. Yeah, she has my heart, though. I really want, I thought for sure I'd have a girl at one point. Never happened. So she is like my, you know, secret <laughs> blessing. Oh, I, I totally understand. Uh, oh, please. Yes. Good Lord in heaven, send me a granddaughter one day. Yeah. Maybe not right this day. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, I tell you. I bet it is. I, I can't wait. It's one reason I live at the beach. So that when my grandchildren visit, they'll want to come stay with me. Yes, they will. They, they sure will. <laughs> they will. We'll go look for shells every single day. Yes. Oh, that is. And you want to be there for a long time for those grandbabies. And active and, and and inspirational to them as well. I love my grandmothers. You know, I, mm-hmm. I only had my grandmothers growing up. I never got to meet my grandfathers. But I don't know. I'm like, I don't know how old they were, but they were really old in my childhood. You know what I mean? They, they felt they like it. Old. Yeah. And I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't want my grandchildren to look at me and go, oh, grandma. They don't even call me grandma. They call me D-mommy because I'm like, oh, I love grandma. that. <laughs> 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 well, I think back to my one of my grandmothers was really old because my dad 
was the the baby of four. So she waited a long time before she had him. There were 18 years between him and his oldest sister. And so my grandmama was pretty old. And my other grandmother, she was 43 when I was born. So that was not that old. So I'm like thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, when I'm 53 right now, I was already 10 years old and my grandmother was 53. And And she sure seemed a lot older than I feel right now, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, God, <laughs> I mean, they were sitting in rocking chairs and I'm like, no, 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 let's go. Let's go play. Let's go have some fun, you know? And I, I, I want that. And I want to enjoy those years with them too. Exactly. That, that's the motivation right there. We want to, we want to have our minds. We want to be mentally sharp and physically strong as well. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That that's it. So we're almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So I would say to always be teachable. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that the journey that I've had has been, you know, at one point, just doing what I did at first worked wonderful. And if I would have just been like, this is it. And that's all I can do. That's all I need to do. I would have never made the adjustments or realized, okay, I can change my eating windows or I can change what I'm eating. I think that if people are willing to to kind of shift and, and move as needed, they will have better success. I'd say stay commu- connected to community. And I will honestly say, and I've, I posted this in the community as well, since I have been really active in the Delay Don't Deny social circle community, I've had I think even more success mm-hmm. because that constant accountability, that constant yeah. encouragement, it does make a difference. I don't ever feel like I'm kind of on an island by myself. There's not a lot of people in my local life who are doing this. So it really does make a huge difference for me having this whole group of um, people who have my back, who are right yes. there. And we care day. about you and, and you can yeah. have a terrible day and come tell us about it. And, or you could have a great day and come tell us about it, or you could be struggling and come tell us about it. And somebody is going to be like, we get it. Absolutely. And I, I love that for sure. Be consistent mm-hmm. because again, you know, you asked me how long I've been doing the, the ADF. It's like, we sometimes start things and two, two days later, we're like, that didn't work. And it's like, yeah. you know what, believe and trust that your body is working for your good. Because if we'll trust the process and kind of stay committed, even when we have to kind of tweak it, you know, until it works for us, we just need to learn to be consistent to the process and trust that the process will work. Because I know for a certainty, I couldn't have lost all the weight that I have lost and have all the non-scale victories had I kept starting and stopping and starting right. and stopping. So. And there's always going to be something flashier out there that yeah. is like like your friend is doing and your friend is having these amazing fast results and yeah. they're losing like weight like crazy. And, and then you want to jump on that bandwagon. And we've been on that bandwagon, though. That bandwagon, exactly. it catches on fire before too much longer. <laughs> it's not a good bandwagon. <laughs> it's not a good bandwagon. Trust no. that it works. And like everyone else says, you know, pictures, pictures, pictures. Oh, yeah. If it weren't for pictures, I would have given up. It wasn't until I looked at those pictures and said, oh, I have made progress. My scale might be lying to me, but my pictures are telling me the truth. And so pictures and measurements, I rely on those way more than I do my scale. And I would encourage people to be, even when you don't show them to anyone else, hide them in your your phone, whatever you got to do, but take them because they will be helpful in you being able to see that progress in the long run. But wear clothes when you take them the first time, because eventually you're going to want to show them to people. (laughs) Eventually. And if you're wearing your bra and your panties, you're not going to be able to show them to people. (laughs) Although you might. And then I've seen those too. (laughs) Me neither. Uh -uh. Wear your 
you know, little sport biker shorts and your sports bra That's yeah. <laughs> or your bathing suit. Yeah, I, I just wear my bathing suit. And I, <laughs> that I, I works. Good. Yeah, that sure. works. But wear the same thing every time as well, because then you can yeah. really see a difference. Like I, when I was losing weight, I recreated a photo standing in the same exact spot, wearing the same jewelry. That might sound crazy, but I had this dress on, and and the, the way the necklace hung down on my neck differently, I was like, look at how much weight I lost in my neck. Yes. So what's really funny? I last night put on a dress. I was trying it on. I don't know. I was thinking about throwing it out because the last time I put it on, it was too short. And mm-hmm. I was going, I was like, I got to wear pants with this dress. It's too short. So I put it on last night and amazingly, it's longer now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm aware of that phenomenon. Yeah. I was like, I could wear this without pants now. They actually, you know, I'm like, I'm not taking up so much room in the midsection. You're not as horizontal. Exactly. <laughs> the dress hangs down. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. So trust those changes that you're seeing in your clothes. If something is changing, you are making progress if yeah. your body is changing. Well, t- Tish, I knew this would be so much fun. And I've been looking forward to talking to you. And I look forward to that day that I can hug your neck. You're yes. a Southerner, so you know what that means. Yes, I do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it will happen. It will. But thank you so much for being here today and telling your story. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Every year, 50 teenage girls, one from every state, show up in Mobile, Alabama to compete in the largest cash scholarship competition exclusively for high school girls. They spend months training to win the big prize. But what happens when a Supreme Court decision leaves many of them feeling unprepared for the real world? A lot of the girls were crying, and I never seen any of them cry before. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. I'm your host, Shima Oliai. Follow me behind the scenes as all 50 girls are catapulted into the center of a nationwide debate about their rights. What do they think of their changing country? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.